0: You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen.
1: My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here.
0: Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, counsel. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective.
1: You think you know me, but I've never been more than what
0: each of you has created. (laughs) Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of televised heroics. I hope all of you are having a heroic New Year. Damn it, Daniel. A lot (laughs) of fun stuff. That's good. You know, we're all having a good. Everybody's having a good time. We're all uh, making the New Year. Great for all of us. We don't have a lot of shows to talk about today, Daniel. I think we have two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because everything's on a hiatus for a little bit for the winter break. I think we have another week of nothing from the CW shows. I don't know exactly when Gotham comes back. Do you know when Gotham comes back? Uh, no, I think I read uh, late January or early February. And then we have uh, Walking Dead's not going to come back probably till like April, right? Uh, that comes back
1: uh, the week. End of um, Valentine's
0: Day. It's usually that weekend for whatever reason. In February? Yeah, I always remember coming back in March. But okay, if you say February, that's that's not that far away.
1: I know. Um, I think last night they took a couple hiatuses uh, during when they came back, like a week or two breaks every so often. Well, that's why I felt dragged out.
0: Oh well, you know that's that's their right to do that, I guess. So uh, we we have a little bit of time before that comes back. We have Black Lightning coming up soon. I think that comes back. Does that come back before the rest of the CW shows?
1: That comes during. Um, it's after the fl- yeah Tuesday's Flash. So yeah, it comes back after the Flash.
0: Ah, okay. Well, there you go. We got all that to look forward to. Agents of Shield's going on right now. We'll talk about those two episodes that we we have left. Last week we had a special episode with a guest. Uh, recorder about the crossover episode, the Crisis on Inf- on Earth X again. Uh, we dove into it a little bit more than we did the first time, but um, still, came out pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, and
1: it's always nice to have you know uh, an outside opinion uh, for that kind of crossover as well. Yeah, we someone that's to- normally not involved in our show,
0: right? Not normally involved in our show. We have to say thank you to Jamar for you know being. Quite thorough and being on it, you know, having having his theories and and notes and everything. So he was he did a great job. Yeah, he did. Uh, so, but speaking of Crisis on Earth X, while we talked about it, we talked about it both times. There was a mysterious waitress in the wedding scene, which I still get a cra- uh, you know, a crack up about the fact that there was a waitress at a wedding. Uh, usually, I think the waitresses are at the reception not so much the wedding itself but hey what do i know i've never yes, been married so it makes no sense to me. <laughs> well uh there was a, a magazine called bustle that interviewed jessica parker kennedy the actress who played the waitress and uh i guess she has been quoted about i'll be around kennedy teases speaking over the phone in early december you'll see me at least one more time i can tell you that and promisingly, she indicates that her next appearance will perhaps provide some answers. You'll see me again on the show and things will make more sense. So I think what the big thing about it is that, you know, a lot of people are trying to speculate on what character she is playing. Um, most people believe that she's from the future. That's the general consensus. Uh, there are a lot of, I think there's a few different theories out there right now. It's that she could be one of Barry and Iris's twins. They had twin son, a twin son and daughter, you know, fraternal twin, uh, both named Don. One was D-A-W-N. The other one was D-O-N. And, uh, so she would obviously be the D-A-W-N version. So it would be his daughter, Barry's daughter that was talking to her. Uh, another cons- another guess is that uh, she is Jenny Ognatz, or otherwise known as Excess, Barry's granddaughter uh, from the future, who also has speedster powers. And yet another theory, one that I think, is that she is going to be a version of Jenny Ognatz' Excess, that it's also a combination of Bart Allen. Impulse, like they're just gonna put the two characters together, make it one character, make it his grandson, granddaughter from the future. Now, so I think which would make sense because the
1: show likes doing that a lot.
0: Yeah, and there's not that much. I don't think there's that many that much for storyline from Jenny in the comic books. There's more stuff for Impulse, but you know they want to use the girl, so they go with Jenny. But they're gonna use a lot of Impulse stories. Combine the two, there you go. Do you think she's gonna come? And give Team Flash a warning from the future. Uh, I I I believe so. I bet you that's going to be a big a big part of it.
1: Maybe having to do with the uh, with Barry's trial and like this is the only way we can beat it.
0: Maybe this Barry's you guys need to do. Maybe it's Barry's trial. Maybe the big crisis that's supposed to come up that they've been teasing since the first season. Uh, maybe pull him into the future. Maybe she's going to be like, "Hey, I need your help, Granddad." i can see that happening yeah and that would be the reason why you know he's gone for the three months during the summer because they always have to have a reason for him to be gone true (laughs) uh how do you feel about them if they do they reveal her the next time she's on the on the show do you want it to drag out or do you rather just have them say it um probably just have them
1: say it and then have her be involved with the show
0: okay yeah, I, I could see them having her be a, a regular on the show or a reoccurring on the show. I'm sorry.
1: Because they've gotten rid of so many speedsters that they've introduced.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, moving over to if, talking about Impulse, uh, Young Justice. Uh, Impulse showed up in season two of Young Justice, you know, with his warning warnings of the future. And as we know, Young Justice is getting a third season on the DC streaming team. Channel, whenever that starts up, Greg Wiseman. I don't know if he's the showrunner or just a writer on the show, but he went to Twitter and he said that, uh, to to, too precise, all I know for sure is fourth quarter 2018, that's when Young Justice is coming back. Lame, (laughs) (laughs) it is quite the, the long time, but you know. I can, ex- you know, you had, that's something you have to expect. Yeah. And I get
1: it too, because animation takes a long time.
0: Unless you're South Park for some reason. Yeah. You can get it done in, you know, the day before. The day before. <laughs> uh, I assume that's just because it's a lot of uh, cut and paste and stuff like that. Animate mouth. Oh,
1: they gone fully animated though.
0: I know, but they already have the models, the 3D models, like, Made so that they just have to put put them in. Oh, okay, I so just... I don't mean like physical cut and paste. I mean like digital cut and paste. Yeah. All right, fine. You want to be that way? Uh,
1: I'm
0: going home. <laughs> uh, okay, what about what about uh, the Netflix Marvel shows though? So if you watched Punisher who is definitely part of the Netflix Marvel shows that we've already seen, as in Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Defenders. You might have noticed that one character who shows up in all four, four or five of those shows did not show up in The Punisher. Claire Temple didn't show up. Rosa, Rosario Dawson didn't show up. At least I didn't see her. So, I, I you know... Uh, One of the questions is, is she going to be showing up for the rest of the the shows? Obviously, she's got a big part in Luke Cage. I would assume that she'd be back for season two of that. But it says, uh, Discussing Film on Twitter said, uh, Exclusive, Rosario Dawson will reprise her role as Claire Temple in Netflix's Daredevil season three, Iron Fist season two, with both shows currently filming in New York City. So, there you go. I don't know how reputable Disgusting Film is, and apparently they got the exclusive, but they did. Yeah. And so why do you think
1: they then include her in um, Punisher?
0: Honestly, I don't know, because the way they put her into Iron Fist felt really forced to me, so I don't see why they couldn't just force her into the Punisher, (laughs) but... Uh I, I I would say that's probably the only reason why is because they were like, uh, it might be a little too forced. And they were probably they might have been filming that at the same time as the Defenders or something else, you know, so uh she just couldn't do it. That's true. Yeah. At least we have her back. At least we have her back. Rosario Dawson is amazing, so I'm happy for her to be in any way that possible. And has an amazing singing voice. And has an amazing singing voice. Like, like you just watched Rent or something, and you just needed to throw that in there. Does she sing in other things?
1: I'm pretty sure she's singing other things, but um... oh wait, how do they allow her to flip flop? Because uh, she,
0: you cut out there. What'd you say?
1: I said, how um, do the studios let her uh, flip flop? Because she voiced for barbara gordon and lego batman
0: oh uh you know i I imagine that's i I imagine that's because it's it's voiceover work and people don't see her her face so they don't know like it's it's not the same okay so that's allowed i i would think that's that's the reason why and that's allowed because uh like people like me who can't really distinguish voices all that well i wouldn't even know that she was in the movie even though you did it the other day that you're at the movie theater yeah, but it took me three times watching the trailer for Peter Rabbit to finally figure out that it was James Corden who was the voice of Peter Rabbit. Hey, you got it though. <laughs> yes, even for people like me, especially for people like me.
1: Okay, hey, so you you should be proud.
0: I I, I am proud. You know, I'm. Uh, it's 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 some of your tutelage rubbing off on me. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Gotham, they appear to be recasting Scarecrow on that show, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand it either. So here's the hashtag show. Um, got a, apparently the description for the casting call for it. It says Jonathan Crane, male, early to mid twenties, Caucasian. After being Dosed with the fear toxin developed by his late father, Jonathan Crane was ha, was paralyzed by fear, and he's learned to turn that fear on others, dressing up as a scarecrow. He now uses homemade fear toxin to terrorize Gotham. Erratic, terrifying, and psychotic, he no longer identifies as Jonathan Crane, preferring to go by the, his true name, scarecrow, S- scarecrow. Reoccurring guest star also appears in episode 417 and episode 418. Now, that's... Odd because we already had a mid 20s something. I mean, I think, I mean, he was obviously playing it as a teenager, but I'm sure that that guy is actually in his tw- early 20s. I guess they just want to go someone a little bit older, which is, you know, that's what we ended up doing with Poison Ivy. We had little Ivy and then mid or early 20s Ivy, and now they're apparently going with Peyton List as an older Ivy now that she's yeah. going to. She took all those chemicals that we haven't even seen her back since she did all that.
1: I know. Still don't get it though. It's 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 strange.
0: It, I I'll give you that.
1: Do you think the fans are requesting it?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I, the character is not sig- significant enough for the, for people to be like we need someone new. Uh, maybe maybe the producers just felt like the actress wasn't uh, good enough actress to play older Ivy, and then. Uh, with the the guy who's playing uh, Jonathan Crane, I know I just saw him recently on a Netflix show called The Ozarks with Jason Bateman. I don't know if maybe the filming on that is 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 uh, contradicting this or not. I don't know. You think he might be like a re- reoccurring character, Nozark? He's
1: a he's a regular on Ozarks. Oh, um, so uh, yeah, maybe. The- yeah, maybe filming schedule.
0: Yeah, maybe. That's the only thing I could see, but I don't know.
1: I heard that show's good, so I know. See, that's another show that's getting dumped on me like you should watch it.
0: You know, I watched it and I didn't think it was all that great, but if you if if other people are telling you to watch it, they probably know your taste and go go right ahead. It's it's a little I think it's a little depressing, but that's just me.
1: I heard it's like another Breaking Bad.
0: Uh, I heard that too before I I watched it. So I guess take that whichever way you can.
1: Oh, and I guess uh, that kid uh, that plays Scarecrow, he's 19 right now.
0: See, it's like early 20s. It's the same thing.
1: Yeah. I guess, it, yeah, older, I guess, <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, Marvel shows when they're coming back. We have Jessica Jones coming back in March 8th on Netflix, season two. Are you excited about that? Hell yeah! Yeah, I really want to see where they're going to take her for a second season. Now that Kilgrave's dead, even though we know David Tennant is returning as Kilgrave in season two for whatever way they decide to bring him back has Force Ghost. Force Ghost. There you go. He's just like. Luke Skywalker now. Oh my god, did I just spoil something? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? If you're listening to this, you probably have already went and watched The Last Jedi. It's been out for four four um, weeks now, I think. Almost a month, so oh, I yeah. think we're good. I I'm pretty sure you're good. You know, if if it's <laughs> if if I really spoiled it for you, go ahead and write me. I will I will do whatever you want for me to make it up to you. I'm sorry. But otherwise i'm pretty sure you already here you already saw it
1: especially since you know you released uh, a couple of days after you released the last Jedi episode too so
0: yeah but it's not it's not this show you know this show doesn't even doesn't even talk about star wars so it's uh you know it's 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 a, it's a possibility that someone could be listening to this not expecting there to be a star wars spoiler coming at them
1: who knows you know we gotta save the a- You
0: know, we could save them 20 bucks. (laughs) 20 bucks and two and a half hours of their life. Three if you stay there with previews. Three if you stay with previews. There you go. Legion Season 2 is coming back in April of 2018 on FX. Now, I've heard that there's going to be a significant time jump in uh, Season 2 of Legion. Do we need a time jump, though? I I don't know. I've heard they've cast someone new for the um uh the role of Shadow King so huh yeah I, you know I don't know what that means um I, yeah I, I don't know I, I don't know who's coming back and who's not if Aubrey Plaza is coming back if Jermaine Clement is coming back obviously Dan Stevens is coming back cuz he need, he's the star but he's going into space or whatever last time we saw him. Yep. So just, that
1: still makes no sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the last couple episodes were great, but that's it took a whole fucking season for it to be good for me.
1: Dang, that only. Do you know if it's going to be a little bit longer? Uh, first season was only 10 episodes.
0: Uh, I don't know, but I doubt it will be. I, I bet they'll stay at 10 episodes. Really? Yeah. Because they were kind of long episodes, too.
1: Oh, yeah. They did that uh, a lot, actually, where some episodes were an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. And uh, the guy who is the creator, showrunner on that show, I forget his name at the moment, but uh, he is the one that also announced that he was going to be making a Doctor Doom movie with uh, for Fox when uh, San Diego Comic-Con came around this past year. Now. Huh. A lot of people were asking if that's still going to be happening uh, now that uh, Disney has absorbed the television and movie uh, branches of Fox, and he recently on I th- well on social media somewhere said that uh, for as far as he knows, he's still making the movie. Everything is still going forward. Uh, you know, no not- announcements of actors or anything like that has uh, come out yet. But he's uh, for all he knows, he's still be he's still making that movie. So there you go. Wow, all right. Well, good luck. Exactly, good luck. Uh, Cloak and Dagger Season 1 is still to be determined. Um, It's going to be on Freeform, but no one really knows when it's going to come out. Luke Cage Season 2 is still going to be on Netflix, but don't know when that's going to come out yet. Uh, New Warriors. Now, this one's sketchy because I think that was supposed to go to... uh, free form also but they've dropped that over there and there's no there's no home for it yet which is odd hulu exclusive hulu exclusive maybe <laughs> you go right where runaways is at yeah which uh which is on air right now and i am behind on those episodes i need to go and watch them and then i can report them back to you guys and i'm doing the thing where i'm just waiting for the whole season to finish so i can binge it There you go. And then we can talk about it as a whole. Yeah. Uh, And then the last thing is The Gifted, which... Your favorite show. This is such a not a good show. The last few episodes have gotten a little better. They introduced the Stafford Cuckoos, which is kind of cool. But uh, it has been renewed for a season two. Uh, We have the season finale coming up here next week. Uh, they're going to, it's going to be a two hour season finale, but I just, it's just for me, it is very hard to get into the show. Uh, the characters, most of the characters are just not enjoyable and the acting is so subpar, even though there's a lot of great actors in the show.
1: But it's television. So, you know, isn't the acting always going to be a little bit not as great?
0: No, I mean... I think that's unfair to say there's there's I mean look at one of Stephen Moyer who plays the dad on the show was from True Blood which got plenty of uh awards and accolades um I forget what the name of the the lady who plays the mom on the show she was on uh uh what's the David Angel Angel for the longest time and then she was on the recent show Persons of Interest and, uh, you know, she's always been said that she's been, she's pretty, she's good, a good actress. Uh, it focuses a lot on the kids, which kid actors are hard to come by good ones. Um, some of the mutants in the show really just chew up the scenery. I feel, uh, as a, but I do feel, and I've said this uh, several times is that the, the actor who plays John Proudstar, um, Thunderbird is really good. And Jamie Chung, who plays Blink, I think, does a really good job. Yeah, which
1: she's phenomenal. She's awesome in everything she she does. Jamie Chung? Yeah.
0: What else did you like her from? Um I mean obviously she was in Gotham.
1: Um Oh, that's I, right.
0: I forgot. She was she was like a Vicky Vale or something like that, but it wasn't Vicky, right? Right. It was like Vale's mom, maybe? Maybe older sister. I don't know. They never really drove into it. They just had their last name Vale. Yep.
1: Um, I know she's done some voiceover work too. And uh, even though she's awesome, she couldn't save the, dra- the terrible, atrocious Dragon Ball movie.
0: <laughs> she was in the Dragon Ball movie? Yeah, oh she has goodness. a love interest. She was Chi-Chi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and even uh, James Marsden, uh, Mart- Master- Masterson, Mar- um, Spike from Buffy, even he... Couldn't see the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Marsters. Oh, Marsters. Yeah, Marsden is the one that played Cyclops in um, the X-Men movies. Okay. He's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I have for news. Did you have some news stories?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I uh, anything really stuck out to me. Um, I guess one, the other thing is I know that we don't really talk about movies, but uh, Warner Brothers, um, I guess has a president for the DC film section of Warner brothers. Yeah. So
0: after justice league failed to perform the way they thought it was going to, obviously they, there was a lot of shakeup over there at Warner brothers, specifically in the DC films department. Uh, some people got moved over to other things. I think the president or whoever's in charge of that got, I don't know if he got let go or if he just got moved to it somewhere else. But they decided to move over the producer of Stephen King's It, or I don't know if it's called Stephen King's It, but the It movie that came out over the summer, and that uh, one, and um, the Conjuring, and the Conjuring
1: he was a exec producer for that one too.
0: Yeah, so he is obviously a working relationship with James Wan, who's uh, directing the Aquaman movie, and they moved him over to be the president of. DC films which he he and Jeff Johns it seems like they're going to be taking you know, a lot of people are reporting like Jeff Johns is out and stuff like that. I I think what actually is happening is he's taking a little bit less responsibilities upon himself and he's still going to be like co-heading these films with uh uh Robert Hamada or is it Walter Hamada? Walter Hamada, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. I mean
1: well jeff johns was doing a lot for dc comics as well when he got involved i just don't know if yeah he, you know he produced walter produced two successful movies i just don't know if that's enough to save the you know dcu just because you produced two successful movies doesn't mean that you're going to produce more successful movies that's just how i feel about it
0: yeah exactly and
1: I don't, I, I don't know. I think we just need a, a complete reboot for the DCU. DCEU.
0: See, and you know, now they're they seem to be like trying to um, back away from the whole DCEU thing, and you know, it's their way of being like, oh, we can just start making movies without having it to be all connected, which is fine if that's what you want to do. I think it's 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 not a benefit to you. It's a you know, it's a disservice to you and your fans to not make a connected universe, but obviously they've screwed the pooch so far, so uh, maybe it will help them out to, to make it so that they aren't connected. I just think that the best thing they could do right now is take the movies that they've already made, don't reboot the universe, just... Just... <sighs> I guess start over, but not reboot. Like you you don't have to change actors or anything, just get in different writers and, you know, different directors that understand the property and how they, they will make them, make the movie someone, someone to sit there and oversee the whole thing, which is what Walter Hamada is supposed to be doing. And um, you brought up somebody that
1: um, the other day that I agree with you 100% that should uh, just take responsibility to be one of the writers for the movies.
0: You mean like Like, what I said with uh, uh, Bruce Tim? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're looking for someone to be their Kevin Feige of the DCEU. They look to the man that's already done it in the DC, you know, animated movies. He's created a whole animated universe, which the films all interconnect. The for the most part, and uh, the you know the the stories people enjoy the stories, and I, I'd say probably about eighty percent of the animated movies they everybody enjoys. So why not oh, yeah. ha- have him come oversee the whole thing?
1: It would make a lot of sense. It really would. Uh, you I mean, know, he's already he, writing. For Warner Brothers slash DC, so why can't they just bring him on for that as well?
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it's it seems a little weird, and I know there would probably be a lot of the fans of the animated movies that probably wouldn't want him to do it because then that would, that would take him away from the animated movies. But honestly, the 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 live action movies are the ones where you're going to make your money.
1: <laughs> yeah, or maybe uh, Warner Brothers decided not to do with it because I don't
0: want to give them a pay raise. Maybe <laughs> that that could definitely be it too, <laughs> which sucks. Yeah, uh, I mean, one thing I and I did tweet this out. Was it what was it yesterday? Or two days ago, um, that because the 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 news story came down that there is no foreseeable projects over at Warner Brothers DC for a death. Deadshot movie or a Lobo movie anymore where apparently there was at one point I remember the uh the Lobo movie but oh yeah no I do remember that Shot. it was like a month after Suicide Squad came out So I said that what they should do and I I I specifically put the the tweet out to Walter Hamada and Jeff Johns saying that they should get Robert Rodriguez to make a Lobo movie, you know, straight up grindhouse space bounty hunter movie with make it R-rated and and you'd sell out like nobody's fucking business.
1: It would be a really good idea.
0: Now, at one time, uh, I did say that since it's Robert Rodriguez, they should have Danny Trejo do a whole bunch of music, uh, uh, not music, but, uh, makeup and be the, um, be Lobo. But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I'm sure that he would be able to, uh, Robert Rodriguez would be able to get someone else to do it.
1: I think so too. I
0: just think that, uh, Danny Trejo looks a lot like Lobo. I, I think so as well. I just think that, uh, you know, he might not want to do it.
1: It's probably too old too.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what what about you? Who would you like to see direct one of those movies? Direct one of those movies. Yeah. Do you have any ideas?
1: If we're uh, if we're gonna make it space action, some somebody that I could see doing this, and I know you don't, uh, you're not a big fan. Um, oh shit! What's his name? Um, he was a writer, or he was a director. Eli Roth. Eli Roth. He,
0: Eli Roth. Really? Yeah, I'm not a yeah. fan of Eli Roth, but uh, what's he doing re- real soon? He's got a movie coming out soon, and I can't remember what it... Oh, he's doing the Bruce Willis Death Wish movie. Is he really? Yeah. So you got Eli Roth coming up here pretty soon. And the only reason I say that's because you know
1: his movies are always over the top bloody and I think you can make a movie where you know not really take things seriously and it would be a lot of fun
0: it would definitely be over the top bloody I'll I'll give you that and maybe that's what you need with a logo movie it it, it might work yeah so that's who I nominate (laughs) fair enough uh okay you want to go ahead and get into some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah all right so we have two episodes to talk about I believe right Yes. Rewind, which is episode five, and Fun and Games, which is episode six. Now, Rewind is a very interesting episode because that's the episode that shows us what's happened with Fitz since the team got snatched and sent to the future. And uh, it's, I I really enjoyed this episode. You know, I love what they're doing with Fitz right now. Like, after last season where, you know, we got to see a different, a different side to the actor who plays Fitz and you know making him the what was he the commander or the the um, the director or something high like that up there. he yeah it was, he was some kind of it was high high a uh, high rank or whatever you know being the head of hydra and uh, and doing you know being being a bad guy as while he, while he was under the influence of ada or whatever her name ended up being and uh then coming back and having to deal with the fact that he was that way. And then eventually now he, he, the love of his life is once again gone because as he puts it, they are cursed, (laughs) (laughs) uh, as the whole team is taken to the future and he has to, he tries to track them down, which is pretty resourceful books, lots and lots of books, lots of books. And Playing and watching football, he needs to he needs to have a uh, soccer games going, and then he uses he uses the message boards to contact fucking Archer, not Archer, um Hunter, which I I was like that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, I love their reunion too.
1: He's like, okay, he's will be plenty of times for hugs later. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it was good stuff. Um, but uh, what I mean. Did you get an idea of why it is that the, his friends got taken to the future because the seer uh, foretold that prophecy. So the seer who talked to these observer guys, these observer guys who are only, they only show up when events of historical significance are about to happen. Uh, and they rarely ever intervene or intervene except for when the prophecy uh, or the seer tells them so um, are essentially watchers like Awatu. Now, do you know about Awatu from the comic books? No. Okay. Do you remember in guardians of the galaxy volume two when they are doing all those jumps through portals and stuff? Yeah. And at one point it's Stanley's, um, cameo for the movie and he's talking to a bunch of big-headed bald dudes yep they reminded me of the guardians from you know uh green lantern green lantern yes well those are watchers and in the marvel universe watchers show up whenever there is a an event of of global or universal uh, catastrophe not catastrophe but significance okay so i think maybe that one of the first times they showed uh, a Watu watch is the one that usually watches earth the first time he showed up is when galactus appeared in uh marvel u i might be wrong but uh i think that's what it is and they're not supposed to interfere they're just supposed to watch and record uh well i think what they we get with these guys these bald guys this bald guy enoch he's a he is an observer which is another word for watcher obviously but they were using the watcher without actually using watchers because obviously watchers are already being used over in the movie side of the MCU, and yep. uh, they look exactly like the way that they look in the comic book. So this is just another version of it.
1: I think he can. He's just choosing to be a you know in a human form.
0: Yeah, that could be it too. That's very possible.
1: Because I mean, big-headed freak, you know that scare a lot of people
0: down on Earth. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, he lives for a very long time, and uh, even with that, he still knows, well, I mean, it seems like he knows everything, you know, or at least knows a good good amount, and that's because of the Seer, and we've come to find out that the Seer is actually the daughter of the other person that predicted the future that we saw, what was that, two seasons ago? Uh, I thought,
1: yeah, it's, uh, right before Ghost Rider came, came in.
0: Okay. Came into the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, another Inhuman, the one that Daisy touched and she saw the death of a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent as the, uh, the Quinjet was, you know, crashing into the sun, I think? Yes. Yes, okay. Ended up being the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent was, um, the Electricity Guy and, uh... Um, and Ward... And Ward, but not Ward at the moment. He was... Um, hive. Hive, thank you. So, yeah, that, those two ended up dying. I, you remember when we, we talked about that episode and the two of them were just like, there's nothing There's nothing more we can do now, right? We're just both going to die? And he's like, yep, pretty much. And they just kind of stopped fighting.
1: <laughs> and sit down and just watch. Yeah,
0: I mean, why not, right? You, there's absolutely nothing you can do. You might as well... I mean, why, why spend the rest of it just fighting each other? yeah. Damn, <laughs> I, it made me, That was a good scene. When I when I when I because I had to go and I had to go and look up who the little girl was in relation to because they kept because Fitz when he sees her he goes Hey, you're you're so and so you're uh, and you are so and so like I, I can't remember their names right now but oh you're you're Polly and I was like oh so he sees he rem- he remembers that lady from somewhere I have to go look her up and then ended up being the wife and daughter of the other guy and I was like it made me think of that scene I was like oh man that was such a good scene when those two guys died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yes, obviously she ended up getting some of her father's powers. Do you think that the little girl went through Terror Genesis too?
1: At some point.
0: Because... Or what if,
1: Or what if she just got those genes and then had to go through Terror Genesis because it's here. It's this
0: almighty being. You see, now, that's what I'm wondering is that if she was like... She got the powers because, well, no, because her father just got the powers when when he was older. So she obviously That's wasn't true. she wasn't born yet. So I guess at at some point she had to go through terogenesis, and uh, which I mean, for, we we seen in well we see now in the future that they wait until they're teenagers or they're supposed to wait till they're eighteen. And they wait till they're teenagers to. Have them go through Terra Genesis to see if they have powers. But they also, in the Inhuman show, they wait till they're 18 to see if they have powers through Terra Genesis, also. So having okay. having little children go through Terra Genesis is a very scary thing. Luckily for us, um, you know, they've taken out the if you aren't inhuman and you go through Terra Genesis, you die part of the story. Because uh, they. Because you, if you remember, I don't know if you were watching the show at the time, but when uh, Sky went through her terogenesis, Daisy went through her terogenesis. Someone else was in the room too, and he turned into rock and died. He blew up or whatever because he wasn't inhuman. So uh, no, uh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't think you were watching the show yet. So it was yeah. if, if you were if you were just a human, you would die. But if you were inhuman, you would get you would get your powers. They've taken that part out by saying that the new terror, terror, or terror crystals or whatever they're called uh, yeah. are manufactured so that they don't kill humans anymore. Okay. So that's a plus.
1: I guess, but I mean, what they're living at, it's pretty shitty though. <laughs> uh,
0: ob- so obviously this little girl uses her powers by drawing pictures and uh, her pictures come to come to come come to happen they predict the future just like when the one lady was looking at the refrigerator and she's like wait a second and then the guy eats the apple which it was so weird because it was filmed like he's looking at the apple and he's looking around like if anybody's watching him and he looks at the apple again and he's like fuck it and he just eats the apple and then and i was like why are they paying so much attention to this guy looking at the apple And then when she pulls the picture off and it has the two of them drawn in the kitchen eating, and he's eating an apple, it's like, ah, that makes a lot more sense. It was really cool. I thought it was a really
1: good scene. I thought so, too. It gave me a chuckle.
0: (laughs) And then uh, when they figure out what they need to do, they have to go get uh, Enoch's chamber, however you put it. Uh, I think it's like a, a cryogenesis chamber. He has to, they have to break back into the prison that, <laughs> that he escaped from.
1: Uh, and he's like, great. This is what we always wanted to do. He's like, this always fails. <laughs> Everything always goes
0: wrong. Uh, and you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the best to have Hunter back for the episode. I really hope that they are able to get him to come back for more episodes. Uh, as we, as I said before, um, the actress who plays Mockingbird is over on Orville, so I doubt she'll be able to come back. And he explained it in the episode that the two of them are still very much together, but they do missions apart because they they spend too much time together. They kind of get on each other's nerves
1: yep and that's and he's like well
0: you know curse <laughs> that's true fitz is like well <laughs> I, i'm i cursed so the two me and the person i love never get to be together so there you go okay Um. Uh, what uh what did
1: you think were gonna be in those canisters that have the ferrets i i
0: i on i knew i figured they were it was the ferrets it made it made absolute sense to me
1: I was expecting something, I don't know, alien-like or something to distract them.
0: <laughs> no, because there was an... I don't remember what movie it is either, but there was another movie where they described how they broke into a base by, like, at night, at the same time every night, they would release a kitten near the base so that it set, it set off the the perimeter uh, alarms. And then, you know, when the people came out to look for it, it, they found the cat, they turned the alarm off, they turned it back on. And then they did that okay. for, like... They did that for like a week at the same time every night, just letting a kitten loose, and then eventually the 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 base was just like, "Fuck it, don't turn the per- the per- the perimeter alarm on." And then when they didn't do that, that's when they used the the window to get in. So gotcha. it made it. I was like, "Oh, they're probably gonna use the ferrets." And I don't remember what movie that was, but uh, I do remember that part of the movie, and I, it, it made me think of that too when I when I watched it. Um, okay. What do you think of the government people killing those? two agents, though, for failing. uh, Goddamn.
1: Air Star has more patience with his (laughs) underlings.
0: Yeah, no kidding, right? Just straight up smoke those two. Wait, you're demoting us?
1: Clack, (laughs) clack!
0: Nope, no demotion, just death. And then I need cleanup. And and then Ah. what did you think of uh, the, once again... Uh, the little nod to Star Wars in the episode. Which was a little nod in the Oh, one. so when uh, when Fitz is in the cryo chamber and the thing is freezing up, you know, to freeze Oh him yeah, that's him. right. He's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> obviously the car- freezing freezing in carbonite scene from Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: That was awesome. I like when they do the little Easter eggs like that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you know, Marvel's owned by Disney. Star Wars is owned by Disney. It's all synergy. It's all, you know, when that came out, that was around the time that Star Wars or The Last Jedi was coming out. So it's all put together for a reason. So why not? So why not? Then you see him wake up in the future. He's there at the time. Apparently, the only reason why he wasn't taken with the rest is so that he could eventually set things up so that he could save his friends when uh, when he gets there. To, but when he didn't they there. say that he wasn't part of the plan, though? And that's why he wasn't part of the plan. Because oh, okay. he needed to be part of the other plan, the plan to get them back. How gotcha. they're going to do that, I have no idea. Because he went the long way of time travel. He... <laughs> He uh he didn't use a, a obelisk like the the other guys did. They he used uh he used cryogenically freezing himself, which Enoch doesn't apparently just lived forever and he looks exactly the same when he when Fitz comes out the other end. But uh yeah, you know, that's that's going to be weird too that him and Enoch had had to exist outside of earth for so long because eventually our earth, you know, gets destroyed. gets destroyed. And you know, it's not really even that far into the future. It's like twenty forty nine or something like that, right? No, I thought it was uh twenty ninety one.
1: No, he says um twenty o ninety one.
0: Okay, it was something still, like that. It's still only it's less than a hundred years. I thought we were talking about like probably like a thousand years or something. But that's it's not even that far. Well, I mean, they're gonna be old if they waited. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I understand that, but I mean, like that's, I mean presumably there's still there could be people on that uh that station that lived on earth you know back when it was i don't know yeah when it was still one piece
1: that's true That gonna happen
0: yeah and the way they talk about it is like oh that's a you know that's what's earth you know i mean they don't say what's earth but they're like it's it's so far away it, it that's so long ago it doesn't even matter I don't the know. The show
1: sometimes doesn't make sense. It just, it's
0: just, yeah, it's just a little weird. Um, that brings us to fun and games, which was also a great episode. And one thing I have to say about the episode, though, is that like, well, what's it? Uh, Clark Gregg. I don't know if he is. This is this is the episode that he actually directed or not. But he did talk about how this episode was going to be. Yes, this is the episode he directed. And he talked about how it was going to be one of the bloodiest episodes of the season of the of the show. You know, a lot of people were going to die, and a lot of people did die. I just not just no main characters. <laughs> it's a lot of characters that were introduced this season that died. Hello? Mitch, yeah. Okay, you cut out. Oh, I was going to say, uh, no, no main characters died in this episode. Just a bunch of characters that were introduced in this season.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, just a bunch of background characters died, so
0: hey. which you know is bad, but it's also so what you're upset? Yeah, because like you sit there and you promise that you know you, you you sit there and you you say things like it's gonna be a bloody episode, people are gonna die, but then it's characters that don't really matter because they're not important to the show. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but we got uh, what's her um, Tess. Ended up dying. Cassius ended up dying. Um, ben ended up dying. Was it Cassius that got killed? I thought he lived. I thought he died because uh, uh, what's someone slits his throat? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, his brother. His brother was alive, but yeah, his his throat got slit. I mean, he he could have. It it might not kill him. I don't know, but I thought he I thought he was still alive, or I mean, I thought he died. Um, that's true I forgot that uh, Gemma slits his throat was it Gemma yeah she had the knife remember? I know she had the knife but I didn't know if he she's the actually the one that did it um, For- the guy who 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 controls the, the collars on our, uh, our our characters I forget what his name is but he was crushed by a big rock that that kid threw at him <laughs> the kid yeah because he has like some type of uh I guess Earthbending powers is the best way to put it. <laughs> Grill, Grill—that's his name. He died. Uh, I mean, it sucked that Ben died. I, I, I was, I was enjoying that character. I was liking him. Um, the yeah. one, the one that could read minds, and it at the beginning of the episode because I didn't know that he was going to die. Like, it seemed like Daisy was kind of flirting with him. I was like, oh, my God. Is she going to get into a fucking another relationship with another guy? Like, another, <laughs> you know, guy that's kind of her enemy but not really? And then, of course, he gets fucking pelted with steel balls. Now, that's one thing I want to know is about that, that character. She ended up not dying, which I thought was very strange that she was still alive at the end of the fight. What's her name? Sonara? Sonara? Oh yeah, but uh, he uh, sh- uh, fits when they're running away. Shot her straight in the head. Yeah, but it's with the sleep bullets. Oh, that's true. Which I, I was like, this is dumb. Why are you using the sleep bullets? Why aren't you just use, using real bullets and killing people? Like, I mean, I understand he's a hero, and that's probably the reason why. Was we our heroes aren't supposed to be killing? But this is a different situation altogether. <laughs> you know, the I think it's okay to alive. use live live rounds at this point.
1: I thought when he shot a couple of people up in the observation area, I thought I saw blood coming out of their heads.
0: No, you see the blue smoke coming out of their heads. It's the blue sleep potion stuff. Damn it. Yeah. I was like, yeah,
1: what a badass just killing people left and right.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was doing pretty damn good. Uh, uh, yeah. But then again, like, it's like how could you not to get the controller out of their, the other guy's, the, the Brother King's hands? You know, That's the thing that will stop Daisy, the most destructive force you have, and you just let her... You let him have it in his hand still? I was like, come on. You gotta be better than that.
1: Obviously, for writing purposes, that didn't happen. That didn't happen.
0: You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, then, you know, we have a new Inhuman on our... As part of our group, this little kid Flint, who at one time, I guess, was kind of a ward to... Uh, the pilot that we met in the beginning of the season that is no longer with us. Um, essentially, everybody on this station is expendable, like, as character wise. Like, anyone, don't get used to anybody. They could all fucking die. Since it's the future, anyways, you know, and hopefully when our team goes back to the past or the present, they'll prevent whatever happens to. Crack open the earth, and we won't have to worry about um, this future coming to be. So these people might not die. However, we forgot to mention this Uh, Agent May was sent to the surface. Yeah, sent to the Earth's surface, and we saw her possibly getting attacked by whatever those brood things are. They call them roaches. Roaches, yeah.
1: That look like xenomorphs.
0: Yeah, essentially, they look like a type of xenomorph.
1: But I saw the episode preview, and they're on their way to rescue her.
0: Of course they are. I mean, they're all free now, so they might as well, right?
1: Yeah. Um. What'd you think you
0: know- of? would you think of uh, Yo-Yo using her powers to to save Flint there at the last second? Right, right when he gets fucking. Uh, when his his rock stuff comes undone, which was was so funny because I'm like, wait, her powers doesn't work that way. She has to come right back to where she was, and I was like, oh, she walked away at the beginning. That's why. Yeah, and when she's like, oh, I can't watch this. Yeah, that's, that's smart of her and smart of the writers. Yeah. yeah, they did a good job.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised that you know, well, she did get caught, but then you know, that that didn't end so well for that guy. No. No, 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 it really did not. <laughs> <laughs> So, did they remove their little amulets from their arm before, you know, rescuing May?
0: Uh, I mean, they haven't yet. I doubt that they will because it's probably going to need some serious, like, surgery to remove those things without it doing damage to them. That's true. Yeah. Well, what did you like? Oh, uh, I forgot. That's what I was going to go at. Was a uh, Sonara? What kind of? She is obviously Cree. That's why she's blue. But why does she have superpowers? Like, did? Do do Kree go through the terror genesis as well? I mean, I did pretty much um,
1: think that you know, Yandu is Cree because he's blue. Right. And, you know, he can control the the arrow with the whistle. So what if, you know, her weapon she can control however she wants without having a superpower?
0: Oh, so she yeah. has some kind of like uh techno implant? Because that's what he uses the, that his mohawk to to control the the um the arrow the arrow so like she has some kind of implant that allows her to control those balls. I would say so. Maybe her hair isn't real. <laughs> Maybe see. That, I guess that was the other thing I was wondering was that. Hold on, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't know if she like was able. to... Well, essentially, if she just controlled those balls, or if she was some type of like metal. Bender or a uh, uh, magnetism like Magneto or something. That'd be true,
1: but I mean, I don't know much about the Kree, so maybe they do go through with Terra Genesis and then get powers, but then wouldn't she be, I guess, sold?
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially she would be one of the, the inhuman slaves. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works with the Kree either. Uh, I, I'm, I'm almost positive they don't have powers. I mean, obvi- unless it's some type of enhancement techno enhancement like we saw but uh once again uh, i have to love the the character that Fitz puts on this bounty hunter or not bounty hunter marauder uh i just thought it was so cool and inventive and the way he played him was just was great uh great acting for that actor and for the actress who plays gemma like yeah uh good stuff all around great episode Uh,
1: yeah it was a great episode i think the marauder probably came uh to him easily because it was just how he was you know in the in the framework
0: yeah it was it was very similar to the way he was in the framework um just with maybe a little bit more i thought it was a little bit more emotion like but like anger emotion because the the one when he used the framework the only time he showed emotion was when he was feeling like love or something towards ada's character so
1: yeah either ada or his dad but yeah 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 exactly and see that should that should help them out too because he brought up his dad
0: he did he brought up his dad and which Cassius apparently really you know really did well too so that was yeah they bonded a little bit <laughs> because you know that's all it is in the marvel universe is daddy issues daddy issues everywhere <laughs>
1: Don't know why, but it works it, every time.
0: It works. Anything else you want to say about uh Agent's Shield?
1: No, I'm excited. Uh now that they're on the surface, we get to see more roaches and we get to see if there's any more survivors.
0: Yes, yes. I, I'm excited to see what what more they do with the rest of the season. You know, this I, I've really enjoyed this season so far and uh I'm excited to see what else happens and how they get back to the the present time. Do you think there's another obelisk that will send them backwards in time? I think Enoch has something up his sleeve. Ooh, good, good call, good call. All
1: right. do you, Do you think uh, last thing? Do you think uh, since the show came early, it's gonna have a um, mid season break?
0: Uh, yeah, I think they'll still have a mid season break. Um, which we, I, I'm gonna say that they obviously haven't had it yet. Uh, you meant because the show came by came back late, right?
1: It came back early, didn't it?
0: because well, it came back right after Inhumans. Yeah, but I think doesn't that mean that the 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 Inhumans took up the the earlier slot that they would have come back at?
1: You could be right. I don't remember when. Yeah, when, you know, it came back last season. Yeah,
0: me neither. But uh, yeah, I, I bet you they'll still have one, and then they'll come back later in the spring, and then finish out the season. Okay. So, all right. Uh, anybody wants to talk to us on Twitter about any of the things that we talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Daniel's also on Twitter as super commie Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Radio on Twitter, at Geek Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com backslash Geek Elite Radio is our, I'm sorry, forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Uh, you can also find us on geekeliteradio.com, our website, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Televised Rooks on the Geekly Radio Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out.
1: We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.